Hey, it's Justin, and I have a big announcement and personal invitation for you. This May, we're inviting a small group of people to Austin to learn how to grow their wealth tax-free and get access to some of my personal friends and experts in the industry. We did something similar last year, and the feedback was incredible, so we set aside a few tickets for non-Mastermind members to join us for this event. You'll spend some time learning from Garrett Gunderson, the brilliant and hilarious mind behind Money Unmasked, and the New York Times and Wall Street Journal bestselling book, Killing Sacred Cows, and one of my favorite books, What Would the Rockefellers Do? He's going to share his insights on how to grow your assets tax-free with life insurance. And you'll also get some time with Rob Dial, the mastermind behind the Mindset Mentor Podcast, who will share with you how to find fulfillment in success. Then you'll get to participate in a special investment presentation, in-depth discussions, and breakout sessions on two crucial yet often overlooked topics, personalized tax strategies and wealth building. Plus, when you register, you'll have the opportunity to attend a one-day course the day before on vetting deals. If you want to learn our process so that you can make great decisions, there's no better teacher than Hans Box. This is our most requested topic, and it'll be an exceptional course. Seats for the course and the one-day event are limited, so if you're interested, please grab your ticket today. I always say you're just one connection, one decision, and one strategy away from true freedom, and I look forward to helping you on your journey. Head over to lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash live or click the link around this video and secure your ticket now before we sell out. Hope to see you in Austin this May. Once again, that's lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash live. I can't wait to see you there. Now, let's get into today's episode. This episode is a little different than our usual format. Every once in a while, I plan to share a bonus interview with one of our Lifestyle Investor Mastermind members. While we limit the number of people who can join the Lifestyle Investor Mastermind each year, this is your opportunity to get a peek behind the curtain and discover what the smartest investors and entrepreneurs are doing to 10x their wealth and freedom. Let's get into it. Today, I'm talking with Chris Board. Chris is an NFL linebacker who also plays on special teams for the New England Patriots, but his talents aren't limited to football. Off the field, Chris channels the same intensity and commitment to his financial planning. As a proud member of the Lifestyle Investor Mastermind, he stands out from the traditional professional athlete mold. During our conversation, he opens up about how he manages his NFL earnings, which often come with complex structures, and how he wisely invests in single-family homes and index funds. He also shares fascinating details on what it's like to be coached by the legendary Bill Belichick and many other high-profile coaches and his appreciation for the lessons and opportunities that he's gained from being part of the Lifestyle Investor Mastermind. In this episode, you'll learn why so many professional athletes go broke and the strategies that allow Chris to steer clear from their mistakes, Chris's personal journey of getting into real estate investing early as an NFL athlete, and the financial lessons that he's picked up from mentors and the Lifestyle Investor Mastermind, also an inside look into the unique payment structures NFL athletes are facing. One more thing before we get to today's interview. If you've been listening to the show and you're wondering what it would be like to connect with other lifestyle investors who are playing at the highest level, 
investors who are building wealth and freedom on their terms and who are learning and growing together, the Lifestyle Investor Mastermind may be the opportunity you've been searching for. This exclusive group is your chance to build your confidence, skills, network, and portfolio all in one spot. To learn more, visit lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash mastermind. To get access to today's show notes, including best clips, transcripts, and links to all the resources mentioned, visit lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash 168. Thanks for listening. And without further delay, my conversation with Chris Board. All right, Chris, I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome to the Lifestyle Investor Podcast. Thank you for having me on, Justin. Yeah, this is so cool. I've been looking forward to our episode. And I mean, I always look forward to interviewing members of the Lifestyle Investor Mastermind. But I have this absolute love and passion for football and NFL. And I just am so excited about our time here today because you're living what for me as a child was a dream. And and this is your profession. So I'm excited to kind of dig into that a little bit. Yeah, I'm excited as well. It should be a good one. So how did you kind of figure out that football was your sport? I mean, I feel like growing up, most of us play a whole bunch of different sports. And as an athlete, I got to imagine you're probably good at a lot of different things. How, how did you figure out football was for you? Actually, I was introduced to the sport when I was about eight years old through uncle. He kind of brought me out there. And, and from then on, I've been playing. So for like 20 plus years, I've been playing. I also ran track a little bit in, in high school, which I enjoyed. But uh, it kind of became apparent that uh, football was a sport that I'd probably take to the next level. So that's what I kind of pursued. Oh, that's so cool. And did you think early on that you'd make it? Because percentage wise, I mean, you're talking about such a small percentage of people that actually make it to professional sports and football being one of the toughest. Yeah, it's like a 0.001% of the population that actually makes it. But uh, I knew I'd have a shot in college. So uh yeah, I knew I'd have a shot and have an opportunity, uh, and I was fortunate and blessed enough to get the opportunity after college and, and uh, been playing for six years now. So, Oh, it's so cool. Now, has your position changed from like high school to college to NFL? Yeah, originally I started off as a running back. That was like growing up, I played running back, and then I made the transition to safety in high school, and I did that until my junior year in college, and then I switched to linebacker. So it's a little, little bit of a transition for sure. And how do you figure out like what you're best suited for? Like if you're a running back, how would how would you even say, hey, maybe I should flip to the defensive side of the ball? Yeah, it wasn't really my choice. Okay, okay. <laughs> Coach kind of told me that uh, safety would probably suit me better. And then eventually my safety's coach told me linebacker would probably suit me better. So that transition, it really wasn't my choice at all. So Okay. Well, that makes it a lot easier, I suppose. Yeah. And so what type of weight training did you have to do to prepare yourself to be able to play at the highest level? Weight training is pretty much year round. Uh, you do a lot of lifting, running, not too much uh, like distance running, more so it's sprinting and uh, like power training and stuff like that. But it's kind of the gist of uh, kind of what you have to do. That's so cool. And one of the things that I'm excited to talk about today obviously besides your football career, is that you are one of the few people that I have met in professional sports 
that is thinking beyond just the sport. You're thinking about, hey, how do I invest my money in a wise way that yields fruit, that that gives passive income, that gets a good return? Because a lot of athletes, I think, underestimate how long they'll play and overestimate how much they'll make or how much they'll have after taxes. Or I think the average, we're, we're talking off show here, but I think the average is around three years for uh, a professional athlete in the NFL. And so how early did you start thinking about investing? Early? Actually, I thought about investing before I actually got into the NFL because <laughs> I heard uh, the horror story is kind of like what you alluded to, just how most athletes going broke uh, after like three years after playing kind of terrified me, to be honest with you. So uh, I thought about it kind of coming in and I kind of had the idea that if I was fortunate and blessed enough to get enough money, um, that I would invest that money as soon as I possibly could. So I love it. I just think that's great. And, and I definitely want to dive down into that investment rabbit hole. Before we do, though, you've played for some incredible teams, some incredible coaches, some very successful coaches. You started off with the Ravens and played there most of your career. You played for a season with the Lions and you played right now this season with the Patriots. And so You've got a new coach that has really come onto the scene crushing it in Dan Campbell, but you have a couple of mainstays and having John Hardball and having Bill Belichick, two of the most successful coaches, and obviously Bill being the, the most successful NFL coach. And I, I'm just curious what some of the different coaching styles are between the three of these men. Okay, so diving into all three, kind of Bill, he, he's very accomplished. He's definitely a very stoic guy. And in comparison to him and Campbell, Campbell is kind of uh, the opposite. He's kind of the more fiery guy and kind of kind of gets in your face a little bit. So, uh, And then Harbaugh, is, he's kind of in between both of them, if I had to guess. He's established as well. So if I could like put them all three in, in grades, like Harbaugh is like the in-between both of them, Dan is kind of like the fiery guy, and then Bill being like the stoic, kind of uh, no-nonsense type of man. Yeah, I could see that. And, um, you know, one of the things that I feel like just in watching Dan Campbell, it, it, that guy just looks like he's a beast. Like he, he has to be the most intimidating guy because he's a big guy, isn't he? He's huge. He's yeah. Like five, six, six. He's still built like he could play right now. So, man. Okay. So, as a linebacker in the NFL, I mean, the thing you're doing is you are you're going after people, you're hitting people. That has to take a massive toll on your body. I'm sure there are right ways to tackle and wrong ways to tackle, but your job is to get as many tackles as possible. And then on special teams, which you're doing a lot more of your, you know, an elite special teams player. I'm curious what goes into that and and how does one get selected for special teams? As far as special teams, you don't really get selected for it. Um, you get selected to to really play defense, and, and hopefully you can contribute in the kicking game. So I kind of came in playing defense uh, with them knowing that I have the ability to play in the kicking game. But yeah, as far as my position, yeah, I do hit uh, hit people quite a bit. <laughs> it is uh, <laughs> it's in my job description. So, uh, but I definitely enjoy it. Uh, it takes a toll on my body, but at the same time, it's something that I love doing. That's awesome. Well, I can tell it's funny. We were talking about Dan Campbell and, and his size, but to any of us normal folk, you are a massive guy. And I can assure everyone I would not want to be tackled by you. Yeah. 
So yeah, I, I can see that you pack a punch here. So I'm curious though, are there players that on the field are like just behemoths to you? You know, like Dan is just a monstrous guy. Are there players on the field with that I'm imagining like Derrick Henry is probably bigger than most running backs and probably harder to take down. Are there a number of people like him that you basically think through? We've got to be a little more strategic on this takedown. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, Derrick Henry's probably 6'3", maybe 250, 260. I mean, I'm not a small guy myself, but there are a lot of guys, especially on the offensive line and defensive line that are just ginormous. <laughs> so <laughs> big human beings. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, I'm just really enjoying learning more about your sport and your craft and your profession, because in my mind, I've got this one way that it is. And it's probably nowhere close to that because it's just, I have no experience. My mom wouldn't let me play football. It was the one sport I wanted to play. It was the one sport my mom would not let me play. She worried about me getting injured and probably rightfully so, because I got injured in all kinds of other sports, right? But it's really fun kind of living vicariously through you. And I, I chatted with you before that I got a chance to watch your game on Sunday. And it, it was really cool just being able to root for you and know that we've got a powerhouse in our mastermind that is just elite at the professional sport of football. So congratulations on the success you've had and being part of that 0.001% and actually making it. But I'm really excited to spend some time talking about your investment path, where you are, where you're going, what excites you. And, and maybe even before we get into that, you're a young guy. You're 28 years old. Maybe we don't call that young necessarily in the NFL anymore. I still think you're pretty darn young. But for the Lifestyle Investor Mastermind, you're one of the younger members. And it was really cool seeing someone that is so eager to learn and grow in their acumen, their, their investment acumen and education. And I'm just curious, why the Lifestyle Investor Mastermind? Why did you join? What, I guess, inspired you to become a member? What inspired me? Uh, originally, I was introduced first off to your book through Nick Pasternak. We share an accountant. I love the book. And then I kind of inquired about the group. He uh, made that happen for me. But just as far as just why I wanted to join the group, I, I really wanted to be around a lot of very intelligent investors, a lot of people that um, that really have different niches in various aspects. But I just really wanted to learn, like you said, I'm, I'm a seeker of knowledge, a seeker of just finding ways to invest my money and invest in uh, cash flowing assets. So that's really like the main two reasons. Of course, the deals, uh, that's, that's an added bonus as well, but just to mainly learn and realize like various ways I can save on taxes or, or other other things. So I love it. Well, I just think it's great that you have come in and become such a student of everything. We love Nick Pastor Mac. I think that guy is just incredible. I, I hope that everyone gets a chance to meet him. And, and one of these days I'll have him on my podcast because he is brilliant. He's successful. He's kind. He's really great at teaching all the things that he's good at from being a, a franchise owner to being an operator. And he lives life, you know, him and his family do a lot of cool stuff. So I think it's cool that you knew him. And, and when I heard about you, I was like, all right, I'm going to do some homework. I'm going to learn about you and dig in. If, if Nick says you're a guy that I should consider here for the group, then I'm totally interested. And so the more I learned about you and the more I saw how hungry you were and the fact that you already were starting investing. And I just thought that that was really cool. And 
It's an honor to help support you along your way to getting to the level that you want to be as an investor. That's so cool. Do you love the podcast and the book and wonder what the next step should be on your lifestyle investor journey? For a limited time, my team is doing free personalized consultation calls to learn more about your goals and determine which of our courses or masterminds will help you get to the next level. Whether that's to make your first investment or to create your first income stream of passive income, or whether that's to achieve ultimate financial freedom. If you'd like to reserve a spot, head over to lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash consultation to book a free strategy session while they're still available. Again, that's lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash consultation. So what was your first investment? How did you get started in the investment world? And what are some of the different investments you've made now? My first investment was in an index fund and a few stocks after my rookie year. And then from there, I invested into a single family home, which I lived in. And as I went to a new team, I later rented that out. And then in 21, I bought a triplex and then I kind of began to scale from there. I love it. So you're actively involved in doing this. I know you're looking at a, a very big multifamily commercial unit right now. And so I just, I love seeing your desire to learn and grow in this space. I'm curious what some of the takeaways that you've had have been since joining the group. Uh, The takeaways, just that there are a lot of very smart people in the group. (laughs) (laughs) And two, just everybody has like differing opinions on on certain things, which which I kind of love. You kind of get the back and forth between each member, which is needed. I also just love the the amount of information that's in the group that's kind of at your disposal. And I just love all the uh, the deals that are kind of broad and the different like, pop, like videos and stuff that uh, we have access to. So I love it. Well, our deal from this past week is with a world-class sponsor that is responsible for doing investments with the biggest billionaires, biggest family offices out there, single family offices. And It's really special that we get a chance to have access to these guys because uh, the who's who are the ones that are using them. And generally, people like us that are not hanging out with the billionaire class, we don't have access to these deals. So it's cool to, you know, have someone come in and uh, to be able to get access to this deal and learn about it from such a top-notch sponsor. And I love that you're getting access to this and and learning about it. You made a, a comment earlier, though, that I thought was really important. And I'd love to have you elaborate more on it. Because one of the first things you said, besides the deals, is that you were interested in learning tax strategy. And I think that that's so smart, especially for high income earning professional, the higher income earning you are, likely the more the government's taking from you, you're at a a higher tax rate, right? And so Is that an area that you feel like you've been intentional with early on, or is that something that you've really kind of gained more of an understanding and education with through the mastermind? I kind of started early on being like intentional, just just finding ways to uh, minimize my tax amount. As you know, I kind of get taxed in every state I play. So (laughs) that's right. So I'm kind of getting killed uh, tax wise. So it'd be advantageous for me to just learn and find ways to minimize that. Yeah. Now, I think another interesting thing that we could discuss is even how you earn income. So like a football contract, 
when you first get drafted, there's going to be one type of contract. Then after that, you're going to sign new contracts. It might be multi-year deals. Often, though, it's single-year deals. And then the way that they're structured varies. I'd be curious to know what, in terms of like the structuring of your deal, you're willing to share and just so that we can understand the, the way that income flows to you. Yeah. So I get W-2 income. And I get bonuses as well throughout the deal. There are certain dates where those bonuses like kick in or if you meet like certain requirements. So you get um, a certain amount of tackles or like a certain amount of sacks or a certain amount of passing yards. You hit those certain bonuses. Um, so, yeah, you get those and as well as other incentives um, throughout the, the course of if you have two year, a two year deal, a three year deal or even a one year deal. So and then. I'm imagining postseason is going to have different pay, different comp, different bonuses. You make the postseason, there's you know a certain bump. You make the playoffs or you win your division. Maybe there's additional comp, Super Bowl, making it, winning it, all that, right? For sure. Yeah, as far as the playoffs, um, you get paid. First round is, is a, a decent amount. And then second round is a little bit more than um, the division championship. That's a little bit more than the Super Bowls obviously a lot more. So yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, definitely scale like the, the, the farther you go. Yeah. And are you paid just over the time that you play? So is your comp based on the number of games that you're playing or is it spread out or do you have that as a choice? Yeah, we don't really have a choice in that, but <laughs> we get paid out over a 36 week period. Okay. All right. And from a budgeting standpoint, Part of what you have to do is say, all right, well, my base salary is this. I'm you know, projecting that I'm going to get these certain bonuses. Um, but how do you allocate from an investment standpoint? Do you try to you know, use some of the base to be able to pay um, you know, down payments on some of your rental properties? Or do you have like a certain amount where you say, hey, at this point in time, 100% of bonus incentive or, or commissions is going to go towards this or all bonus, all my, you know, when I hit my tackle bonus, then all this commission is going to go towards my next rental property. Like, how do you look at, at um, structuring the investment off of the income that you make? Yeah. So when I get like a, a paycheck or, or some money coming in, I take probably 80% or most of it. And I, I really just put it away and really try to allocate and, and figure out where exactly I'm going to put this money, uh, whether it be like an alternative investment or real estate or, or whatever. But yeah, I, I really just put the money away initially. And then I, I kind of figure out and, and decide where that money is actually going. Well, that's impressive if you're doing that with 80% of your income. So would you say that you're pretty disciplined at living beneath your means? And if that's the case, is that typical or is that atypical for your profession? That is not typical in my profession. <laughs> I <laughs> knew you were going to say that. <laughs> uh, they have a, a saying of keeping up with the Joneses. So that's, that's definitely everybody's mindset in my profession. But that's really uh, kind of been, I've really lived and try to stay like very, try to be very frugal with my money, if you will. And where do you get that from? Is that instilled from your parents? Is that from mentors? Is that from other players that you know, are doing that right and you're modeling from them? I just naturally uh, am that way. <laughs> yeah, I've been very like blessed and fortunate to uh, have been given 
or been, have earned this amount of money. So I didn't want to be stupid with my money and, and then kind of blow it away. So Yeah, that's great. I love it. And it's, it is from my experience also very atypical. And I think one of the most common regrets that you hear from athletes, professional athletes, when they're no longer in that sport. And by the way, a lot of them have had some really cool business opportunities since, but a lot of them haven't. And and that's not a given. I think most people don't think about that, that second career. But I think that as a general rule, it's hard sometimes to recognize that this is a, it could be a shorter season of life. And we've got to kind of act accordingly with the finances, right? And, and another thing that you hear a lot about are kind of the, the financial advisors or wealth managers or whoever it is. And maybe it's not those individuals, but people that really prey upon athletes that are making a lot of money. Is this something that you see? Is this something that's consistent with what you've experienced? Yeah, for sure. I've also been very hesitant on uh, really getting involved with financial advisors because of, like you said, they have, there's been like a lot of cases where they've preyed on athletes because they make so much money and they come into the money so fast. I've definitely been hesitant as far as that, but I do have people that I bounce ideas off of and kind of get um, feedback and, and have mentors and stuff like that. So I've been very blessed and fortunate just to have people like that in my corner. That's amazing. So who are kind of like your mentors, advisors, or, or people that you do bounce ideas off of? Like, who's your core group? Like for me, I've got, you know, a handful of friends that like anytime I've got something really important and depending on what it is, maybe I have different niches that I might go with, but I got a core group of friends that I like to bounce ideas off of because I think that collectively they just have way more wisdom and way more discernment than I have. And I want that outside perspective. So who's that in your life? Uh, like you said, friends, mentors that I've worked with in real estate, kind of just those people are, are guys that I kind of bounce ideas off, like you said. I love it. So what do you think is the next season of professional life for you? Do you think that, I mean, obviously you'll probably play football as long as you're strong, able, healthy, um, but do you envision yourself getting into business at some point, or do you think that you'll become an investor full-time or maybe part entrepreneur, part investor? Have you thought much about that? Yeah, that's the plan to be an investor full-time that I'm playing. I don't know when that time will be, but I've been, been really intentional about being good with my money like thus far and kind of just setting up cash flowing like investments and, and, and investing um, in cash flowing assets to to really set myself up so when I do decide to walk away from the game, I can do so comfortably and that uh, I can do it whenever I want to. Well, I think it's always better that you can do it on your terms, right? A lot of people are, are forced out, whether it be due to injury or due to age or due to performance, due to just younger, stronger, hungrier people coming into the league, right? Every single year. And so yeah, I think it's great to be able to to do it on your terms and say, hey, you know, from a cash flow standpoint, I'm good. I don't need the NFL, but I want to be here and I want to keep playing or I don't need it and I'm ready to be done. And I just think it's great that it's on your terms. So I love that you're focused on that. Now, in an ideal world, are you like Tom Brady? You want to play till you're 45 or is that a little bit too long? I, I'm curious, like, where, where do you feel like you're getting beyond your prime? 
Yeah, don't want to play some 45. That's uh, <laughs> definitely a little too long. I mean, he plays quarterback, so he can, can do that. But uh, I play linebacker, which is a little more physical. So a little, it's definitely uh, not in my cards to play that long. So uh, That's right. But definitely, I don't really have a per se number, but I, I do have a, a really benchmark or, or a feeling when I know when I'll probably be done playing. That's cool. And would you say that in a perfect world, like, do you enjoy kind of having the opportunity to play under different coaches and different teams? Would you prefer to have a longer term deal? Like, for example, at the end of this season, you're going to have the opportunity to sign another contract. And there's probably part of you that uh, is like, hey, it'd be nice to just stay right here, stay put. You know, I'm, I'm established here. I get that you probably go wherever the best contract is, whatever is the longest term or the best pay or whatever it is. But are you enjoying the variety of multiple teams, multiple coaches, multiple experiences? Or would you rather find a place that you can be longer term with that city and with that team? Yeah, I'd rather be somewhere long term. And I feel like I've found that um, here. And that's why I signed here for a two year deal. I mean, after that, I don't really know, um, but as of right now, I'm glad uh, I'm here and here to stay for for sure. That's awesome. Well, it's also good to find that home that you want to stay where you've got one of the winningest coaches, one of the most successful NFL masterminds out there, which is great. And you guys have assembled quite the team. I mean, one of the cool things that you see with with Bill Belichick is that he is able to always recruit some amazing talent. And he often, I mean, I think that he finds incredible deals or late season pickups, and he's just been able to assemble some pretty killer teams because I think he thinks about the game of football differently and the strategy of it and the position players differently. And and I've got to imagine that you've experienced quite a different perspective from the standpoint of like a chessboard. For sure. Yeah, Bill is definitely a very intelligent guy. He's been around the game for a long time, so he knows a lot. He's seen a lot. Uh, he kind of just knows what to expect. But yeah, I can't, I can't even speak highly enough of him. He's a savant, if you will, but he's very, very smart, very smart guy. I love it. Yeah, I think sometimes the the greatest minds often are the quietest. They don't have to say the most. They just, they're... <laughs> Their results show, you know, you don't have to run your mouth at all. Your results just show. So I love it. So you're in the Massachusetts area right now. How far do you live from the stadium? About 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Nice and easy. And then home though for you is South Florida, right? I think you maybe moved there when you were younger. Is your, do you have family there? I do not have family there, but I train okay. there every off season. So it just made sense to to get a house there. I like it. And so in a perfect world in the off season, like, is, is that it? Is that where you want to live? Are, are you there by choice or would you, is there somewhere else that you would love to live? Oh, it's by choice. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer to stay there. Yeah. That's cool. Well, I, I love South Florida. I've had a lot of fun there. I've got a bunch of friends there. So I try to make it out at least once a year, but I also was telling you uh, when we were off air, how much I love Austin. I just think it's, it's such a cool place here. I know you've been here a few times. I just think that we're in such a really cool season of the life cycle of the city as we're attracting so many entrepreneurs and so many tech-minded people and so many investors. It's, it's really just a, a neat melting pot of people 
and expertise and innovation. Uh, it's really something special. But I know South Florida, that's happening as well. For sure. Yeah, I definitely love it. Uh, the weather can't beat that. And then, uh, yeah, I just love it down in South Florida as well. Austin is, is nice for sure. That's cool. So what do you do for fun? Like NFL is over. It's the off season. You're training, but not as hard. What's fun for you? What do you like to do, Chris? In my off time, I just spend time managing my investments, looking for new opportunities. Yeah, just, just kind of hanging out. I draw a little bit, just finding different things to kind of dabble in in my free time. I love it. The artist in you wants to paint a masterpiece in this investment world. And I think that that is so cool. Do you do much travel uh, while, while uh, in the off season or, or do you like just being there? Do you like South Florida enough that you don't need to go anywhere? No, I travel quite a bit from basically January to April. So uh, I travel from, especially the first month, I, I spend most of the time traveling and kind of exploring and, and seeing new people like experiencing new cultures and stuff like that. So. I love it. So what is one of the things that you're most looking forward to once the football season wraps up and you have a little bit more time in regards to the Lifestyle Investor Mastermind? Is there anything that's jumping out that you're excited to learn or people you're excited to meet? Travel. Travel, like we just said. I'm definitely excited to do that. I would like to go to Italy, maybe South America again. That was, it was definitely a good time. So just to travel mainly, continue to learn like new languages and, um, and just experiencing new things. That's cool. Well, we just took a trip to the Republic of Georgia and spent some time in Istanbul, but we're blown away by this part of the world that most people have never been to, they don't know about. And it was fascinating. And so as we're there and we brought our COO and our CIO and our CTO, and so we're all just having such a great time. And one of the things that we talked about for the Lifestyle Investor Mastermind is incorporating more travel, more trips, more culture, more experiences. And so we're in the process of trying to lock down our very first trip officially, which should be in May of next year. And I have not told this to anyone. So this is the first time I'm even uttering this, but I figure what perfect time to mention it when I'm talking to a guy that loves to travel and the off season will be a couple months into it. So yeah, we'll have some fun and there's a ton of cool experiences. But I just got to say, I have thoroughly enjoyed getting to know you and hearing your story and seeing the success you've had and just your ability to look beyond just the profession that you have and look into investing and take action and, and do some of the things and have the foresight to join a community and a group like the Lifestyle Investor Mastermind where you can rub elbows with more like-minded people, with people playing the game of, of life and business and wealth creation at a level that excites and inspires you. And I just want to say that I'm honored that you'd be on the show and honored to have you as a member in our community. So thank you. Thank you as well. I truly appreciate you giving me the opportunity to, one, be in the group, and then as well, be on your show. I've definitely enjoyed myself as well, and I definitely look forward to speaking with you again. I love it. Well, I love ending every episode with a challenge, with a question, and I'm going to end this one the same way. So I love asking our listeners one simple question, and that's this. What is one step you can take today to move towards financial freedom and move towards a life that you desire, one that's on your terms, not a life by default, but rather a life by design. 
It looks like Chris Board is doing a fantastic job with that. And I hope his story has the ability to inspire some sort of action for you in doing the same thing. So thanks again, Chris, and to all of our listeners, to all of you watching, excited to see you all next week for our next episode. Thanks for listening to the Lifestyle Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. You can also leave an honest rating and review over on iTunes. Not only do I read every single one, but it also helps me understand what content matters the most to our audience. And if you can think of one or two people who would benefit from this episode, would you mind sharing it with them right now? Who knows? Maybe they'll buy you something nice when they make their first million. If you would like access to today's show notes, including links to all resources mentioned, visit www.lifestyleinvestor.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you next week for another episode of The Lifestyle Investor. This podcast is being made available exclusively to financially sophisticated, high net worth individuals capable of evaluating the merits and risks of investments. The material presented in this podcast is not intended to be investment advice or to recommend the purchase or sale of any security, nor is it intended to be legal, accounting, or tax advice. You should consult with your legal, tax, or financial advisor in connection with any material discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative nor a guarantee of future results. Certain materials discussed on this podcast may have been prepared by third parties, which have been obtained from sources that we believe to be accurate and current. However, we make no representation or warranty as to the accuracy, completeness, or currency of such materials.